1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at
2: and You're listening to
0: Comedy Central.
2: <laughs> now hiring. A restaurant owner in Arizona is offering to pay the college tuition mm-hmm for employees who will return to work.
3: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, the rabbit got the good now. (laughs) The rabbit
2: got the good now. Skylar Reeves, the owner of five restaurants in Prescott, Arizona will offer full-time employees 100% tuition reimbursement at a community college in Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you was gonna get a four-year degree to make these pizzas wrong. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> yeah. You can go to a community college two hours north of Phoenix. Mm. If you work for Scholar We need to talk about this a little bit more. Let's start the show. I've been so long what is wrong with
3: you?
4: <laughs>
3: I,
2: look, we can discuss that later. My name is Roy. This is my job fair. How do you do today? Jacqueline, yes. my wonderful, wonderful producer is on board. J.G., how's it going? Good. Well. How about you? You look constipated singing
3: that song. Yeah,
2: well, that was me putting my soul on it. You close your eyes and squint.
3: Concentrated.
2: <laughs> Today on the show, we are joined by one of my really, really good friends from... Carrie and Jamel stick to sports on the Vice Network and the podcast Naked the new program. Carrie Champion is gonna jump in the job fair today. Also, we're gonna talk a little bit about human rights. Um it's a scam of the week, we're gonna talk about ways that you can ask for an increase in your salary, which I honestly think is career suicide. Why? In a lot of instances, because If it's a job where you're easily replaceable, they will chop your fucking head off. So the first thing you have to do is make yourself irreplaceable.
3: No one's irreplaceable, Roy. But if you're worth the money, you should ask for it.
2: If you're worth it, and the pro, well, hey, we have a career what is her title she's a
3: career
2: coach okay so we got a fucking coach yes she 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 probably know better than me so we'll just leave it we'll let the coach settle it i'm not going to argue with you today
3: when do you argue argue with me ever please tell me i just
2: you're also talking to a guy who worked for free in morning radio for almost two years and didn't get dental until year six so i'm probably not the person to talk to about career (laughs) advice on asking for a raise
3: hey you got here right, yeah, so yeah, but that
2: doesn't mean the next person. See, that's the thing I don't like about salary discussions. Mm-hmm. I don't like this ideology that people that are currently in a position of comfort
3: yes.
2: advocate for the next generation of hires to suffer and toil the same way that, that no. you got to get in like 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 the kids now. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter. The thing now is the the youngins are uh, demanding that they get paid better Mm -hmm. for these internships they don't want unpaid internships i agree and then you got the old guard going well i worked unpaid you worked unpaid i worked for two years at that radio station and i didn't get a fucking penny
3: but it got you where you want to be figured
2: out ways to make it work for me to make money Mm -hmm. but i was not on their bottom line I never got a 1099 from 95.7 Jams, not till almost the end of year two. But I would never advocate for someone else to go through that. Not when rent is and cost of living is and people struggling. It's a gas shortage right now. So I wouldn't dare tell someone that you have to do it the way I did. it. And I agree
3: with you. I don't think anyone's movements should be the same, but that worked for you. So you can't down that. What I'm saying is I'm in agreement with you. I don't believe students should work for free when it's an internship. I don't agree with that either.
2: But McDonald's, Starbucks, Taco Bell, Chipotle, all these places now, like if you work here X amount of days, yeah, we're going to start putting a little bit of money on your on your college books. McDonald's lowered their requirements. You only have to work at McDonald's 90 days.
3: And what kind of degree can you get? Wherever the fuck you want to go to school. Community I college assume, or can I get a I Ph.D.? It's I,
2: You can't get a Ph.D., no. Jacqueline. We're not going to pay for your dissertation in exchange for you flipping whoppers.
3: Well, I just asked. You know I'd do it, right?
2: That's, yeah, you would do it, but then you would demand some job in the back or something like that. And I'd still
3: get the Ph.D. <laughs> and keep moving.
2: I don't want to be up front at all.
3: I don't want to be up front. <laughs> I don't sound like that, all. Roy.
2: According to McDonald's, employees will have access to $2,500 a year, with managers mm. getting 3000 per year. The company said these benefits will be retroactive to January 1st. So, I mean, that ain't a lot of money, but that's enough. That'll knock out some in-state.
3: That's a class or two. That was maybe two Where classes. Where the hell are
2: you going mm. to school? Hmm. Take your ass to a public institution. Pizza Hut, 60 days.
3: And free pizza?
2: You get that regardless if you know how I- to hustle. Chick-fil-A, zero days. Mm. Zero days, at the day you walk into Chick-fil-A, my pleasure, you can immediately start getting your college break. That's good. And I support this because this comes on the heels of the $15 an hour movement. Mm-hmm. This comes on all the pressure that mm-hmm. the fast food workers have been putting on these industries to make sure that these companies pay them more. Keep your foot on their neck. The rabbit got the gun, bitch. (laughs) The rabbit got the gun. An Arizona area Starbucks is offering their employees full tuition at Arizona State University. Hmm. The program tuition assistance program is valued at over Mm $47,000, which is the cost to attend Arizona State's online program for four years as a full time student.
3: That's good.
2: Is are you happy now?
3: I'm very happy now. Are you thank fucking you. Fucking happy
2: now. Yes, Will thank you. just you. go to then go to go to Phoenix and go work <laughs> at Starbucks. I'm
3: not going to Phoenix. I'm staying right here, and I'm going to learn how to ask for a raise from the career coach.
2: Yeah, we'll see what she's talking about at the end of this episode. Because I really think that when you start asking for raises, you're getting into something that's a little um. <sighs> You just right. have to be tactful in how you do it because there's. I'm not going to argue. We're just going to gonna talk to
3: her. Who's arguing? I'm just going to send you a text message and say, Roy, I want a raise. Thank you with a smiley face. But that's different. Down. I
2: appreciate you. Oh, thank and you. I know you're worth. Thank you. I'm. But if you work at McDonald's and you're making twelve dollars per, and then you go ask for thirteen. Up until now, they would have chopped your head off. But now they can't because motherfuckers ain't showing up to work. And now you bribing them with college tuition and back tuition to Jan 1.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a dollar. Rabbit
2: got the gun.
3: It's a dollar. Give
2: him the dollar. 15 an hour ain't hitting on shit. All of this shit really has to. It stops when people are ready to pay real money mm-hmm. for their services again. Agreed. That's part of the issue. You want the fast food spots to pay more, but you also don't want a, a six-dollar Whopper. Yeah, you lose your fucking mind. to Whopper more than two fifty.
3: Because the dollar menu is going away when the fifteen-plus dollars start happening.
2: Oh, it's gone. Easy. Or the dollar menu stays, it's going to be a bunch of robots. It's really robots there already, low key. Oh
3: yeah. All uh,
2: right, we don't have a lot of time. We got to get to Carrie Champion. I don't want to keep her waiting. Let's move real quick into. Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. Drop it right there for me, Lawrence. Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. Did you see this one, JG? What? The nanny. The nanny application from a family that was trying to hire a nanny.
3: No. Do I want to see this? Do I want to know this?
2: I feel like I sent you the link on this one. So this family wants to hire a nanny. What do you do when you want to hire a nanny, JG? You put out a job description, right? Yeah. put out what you want the person to do. Now, if you're going to be the nanny for my children's, here's all the shit I need you to do. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So, this family puts out this job description for the occupation of nanny. Yes. We need a nanny to keep our boys fed, well-slept, and the house in order to provide sanity for the parents. Okay. Okay. So far, so good. Yeah, normal. Both boys are to be treated with love and care and understanding at all times. The main focus is to ensure that the basic body rudiments are kept in place so that they are not crying and upset. If the boys are at all noisy, take them out of the house. If they hurt themselves, keep quiet. What? There's to be no movies whilst under your care. Please turn your phone off whilst at work. See, this one, you you can't be working with nobody who used the word whilst. <laughs> that ain't even a regular, everyday word.
3: No, it's
2: not. 7.30 to 8, give them breakfast. 8.30 to 9, get them dressed. 9 to 11, take them out for a, a ride around the town. Walk, let them throw rocks. I don't know how old these kids are, but I guess they're at, still throwing rocks into the water. It's considered fun. Mm-hmm. There are horses. 30 minutes up the street. Walk them up to the horses and give them apples to feed to the horses. 11 o'clock snack time. Nuts, bananas, strawberries, Cheerios on a plate each outside on the red table. 11.30 to 12. Pool time. You need to be in the pool with them at all times. Shut the gate and have fun with them. Teach them how to swim. They have floaties. They must be on at all times. 12 o'clock. Put them in the bath downstairs. Wash hair. Brush teeth. 12.15. Lunch. Meatballs or steak with ketchup, salad or cut up some cucumber, make it look healthy and exciting, encourage them to eat. Eat lunch with them at this time, 1245 to 1230 nap time. Put them to sleep with a protein bottle, one tablespoon protein powder and water. Fill it up, shake it, give it to them, one each. They can sleep on the couch or in their bed, wherever comfortable. If it is hot, put on the air conditioner. Whilst they are asleep, you transform into a cleaning Nazi. That's the word they used and then it's 14 different points of things that they have to clean. I'm not even going to bore you with all of this. But at no point are you allowed to use your phone. Now, Jacqueline. No. For all of these things that I've named, how much per hour do you think this job is paying?
3: Oh, this is easily a $30 now, me, an hour job. Easily.
2: Let me give you let me give you the baseline mm-hmm. in New York City. Yes where i reside child care interactive child care like this starts at 25 okay starts mm-hmm. at 25 and that's low bottom of the i'm not sure if you've got a meth problem <laughs> type child care okay Give me a guess of how much per hour, how much per hour would you charge this family to be wilts and off your phone all damn day with their kids?
3: Well, I'm not going, but someone else needs to to be off my phone. That's crazy. Maybe 40 bucks an hour. Easily. Thirteen dollars an hour. What?
2: Thirteen dollars an hour. You're kidding. That's what they're offering. That's crazy. 13 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Even Josh knows. <sighs> All right. So let's get into this. is This is really. I know I, 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 I always say that this is my favorite part of the show. I, I know I always say that Rod is my favorite part of the show. But this is really my favorite part of the show, JG, because, you know, the job fair community has been doing a lot more emailing. And sharing job, A lot of people sharing like worst and first that they legally can't come on and even talk about. Sure. So, you know, it's some good shit. Uh, let's hit the phones. Oh, uh, If you want to be a part of the job fair, uh, Roy's job fair at Gmail dot com. If you have a worst job or a first job you love to share with the show or if you're working in an industry that's hiring, we'd love to hear from you. As always, J.G., worst and first brought to you by Sackleson State Community College. Now, Jacqueline. Sackleson State Community College running some specials this spring. Really? If you're not as good looking, I know in the past, Sackelson, if you don't know, Sackleson State, the only community college for people that are an eight or above, we take out the distractions of ugly people so that you can focus on your education and get the knowledge that you need. But Sackleson State, next week and next week only, hmm. if you're a six, you can take part time classes. Oh. <laughs> Sixes are welcome At Sackleson State Hit them online at SacklestonState.com JG who do we have up first
3: We have a 10 and her name is Carrie
2: I will try to keep this grin off of my face But this woman is Amazing Yes, She is great And Agreed. she has humbly allowed me On a multitude of her Good. media platforms So when I Aww. say She is a friend of the job fair Yay. She is indeed a friend.
1: Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I am equally uh, as uh, effusive about you, my friend. So I appreciate you having me. And look, if we're helping people get gigs, I like it. Sackles- Sackleston. You say it just so it's easy. Sackleton. Don't roll off a Sackleston. Sackleston
2: Sackleton State <laughs> JG, Community he says College. it so easy.
1: Yes. Yeah, so hard. <laughs> Sackleston.
2: I was an instructor there, and then I gained weight. They fired me. That's anyway. Crazy. Tell me about your worst or your first job. I know you have many up mm-hmm. and down the world of journalism that you have mm-hmm. traversed. Uh, are there any that stand out
1: well see i'm gonna I'm gonna give one my first. Are we talking professional or just as a kid? It's whatever, whatever stands out
2: person. okay this so is I have wherever a you want to take us.
1: I'm gonna. I got two firsts, so allow me to do my two firsts.
3: My first okay. first
1: job ever was when I was 12 years old. Me and my best friend at the time, Starla Willis, shout out to Starla Willis, who I don't even know where she is now, but we lived in Pasadena, and we walked Pasadena, California,
5: mm-hmm. and we
1: walked up and down Colorado Boulevard looking for jobs. We would just, it was just, we thought it would be cute. It's the summer. We not We didn't go to summer school. My mom didn't put me in no type of activity. She was like, the TV will watch you. Sit in front of the TV. Put the key around your neck and do something (laughs) so we came up with this great idea of just walking up and down colorado boulevard to find a job and we walked in and like two little black girls 12 year old like are you hiring are you hiring And econo print i think is still there two was a a a shop owned by these lovely men and they said yes and this does not have it's not a bad ending but it's my first job they were like yes um you guys can come work for us and so I came back home and I said, mom, I got a job. I'm working at Econo Print. She's like, how'd you find this job? I said, we just not walking down the street. They said, we could work there. I start tomorrow, I make whatever it was. And she packed me a lunch, dropped me off at work. And she was like, okay, babe, go, go and do it. Starla met me, we was there right on time. And we're like, we're here to work. And what we were doing was, it was a printing company and they would make programs back in the day. Like, you know, they put together a little folder, a little binder. And our jobs were to just basically organize and shuffle. They just wanted to help these little little black kids do oh, something. Wow. They were so sweet. Let me tell you why you can't do that for us.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. What you y'all know, do? I. What Starla do?
1: So Starla started it. Starla was like, <laughs> "Let me teach you B language. So oh. if we want to talk bad about them, they won't know." Y'all know B language? No. Where you put a B, a B at every syllable. Kabara B we're boy buds that's some west
2: coast he, shit me and jg from yeah. South. Uh, okay
1: so <laughs> okay. so we had this language we created because we clearly had nothing to do um where we in case things were going bad at work we talked bad about mm-hmm. whomever This has been talking bad about people since i was 12 right so our boss was getting on our nerves one day and he was in there with us and we at 12 years old thought we was slick we we're gonna turn and, and his, his name was john i'm making it up I'm like Jabana biz a babe but bad my do you know john was like naboa by a band, <laughs> girl yeah. jg i thought <laughs> yes boy i thought we were speaking a language of our own he's like i know b language i learned it when i was 13 and you i am not a bad man that's so rude of you young oh. ladies because oh. i was like john's a bad man in b language and he yeah. just hit me up like no i'm not And I looked over at Starla and Starla and I, we were just, we were mortified. So we kept working. (laughs) Incident one, he let us come back. Maybe Mm. we worked there two weeks. Who knows? Uh, Then the second week, we were just being lazy and not stapling correctly. So you know how you have a little binder and you're supposed (sighs) to put the staples nice and neat? Mm -hmm. We had the staples over here to the right and to the left. He came upstairs and he gave us a talking to. And I never forget, and it changed my work ethic to this day. He said, this is my livelihood. My family Mm -hmm. eats off of this. He was like, I don't know if you guys know how serious this is, but when you do something wrong, we can't use this. I can't Mm -hmm. sell this. This is not fair to me or my family. Now we have to throw all of these programs away because Mm -hmm. you guys didn't want to do them the right way. And to me, this is just etiquette and sheer Laziness, what you guys are doing. Like he he gave us a lesson. This is like we the three-hole
2: punch type thing. Yes.
1: Yeah, we are just being lazy.
2: Just being oh, lazy. Yeah, no just...
1: Oh, he fired oh. us. He he the next day oh. we came in and gave it he gave us our check for the week. He paid us out for the week and said thank you guys, but no, thank you. And I walked away. I was humiliated. And I didn't know that was the word to use at twelve. But I promised, if I ever got another opportunity, I would never turn in bad work. I would always, mm-hmm. I would always do my best. And when I tell you that was a lesson for your ass, I was 12 years old. I was like, mm-hmm. excuse me, can we curse? I Absolutely. was oh, yeah. even telling the story to this day. I'm embarrassed. And I remember going back when I got older, when I was in college. I went to go look for Econo Print and find the owners, and they weren't there anymore. But I just wanted to say thank you. It was such a tough. I mean, mm-hmm. when I tell you, I was. Me and Starla were embarrassed. We first of all, we talking smack in our own little special language that he knew. Second of all, we just weren't even doing our job right. How are we gonna talk smack, not do our job right? You and they digging, begging for a job at twelve. Like, what is in this way be your own people sometimes? So that's why I don't. I don't be dealing with y'all folks. That's why I got to make sure I vet y'all folks before I hire them. So, the first first TV job I had was in Bluefield, West Virginia. These are my two first. Oh, I was a nice. one man band. I was a home of, the ma-
2: home of the only majority white, historically black college.
1: Go ahead, talk about People it. West the Virginia. smallest state in the union at the time, home of Jerry West, because as soon as you walk into West Virginia, that's all they say, home of Jerry West. Like you gotta know, <laughs> um, that's the sports of me talking. Uh-huh. And I ended up getting a job as a reporter. It was I was carrying my camera and my tripod through the hollers, as they call them, of West Virginia. And i went to go interview the mayor and this is when i knew i had literally driven from la to another century and the mayor goes oh my god aren't you pretty let me introduce you to our color girl and by the way this is year 2000 and i was like yeah and i was like okay
2: Oh, oh you're who our color girl come on over here doesn't that throw you off when you get the polite racism
1: yeah, cause you're like, how do you respond to polite racism? You're, she's like, come on, I want to, meet you, cause she wanted
2: both the colored girls to get along. Yeah, now, JG. did the other colored girl know she was getting called colored? Like, did y'all have like and a black woman no,
1: moment? No, she had no problem with it because she was from West Virginia. No, she's like, nice to meet you, and I was uh-uh. like, nice oh, to meet you too. So you was she was okay get out. with it? Oh, I had to. Oh, I was. And then I went to my one white friend that I made and I said, can you believe she called me colored? And he looked me dead in my eye and goes, well, what's wrong with that? I was like, okay. Oh. All right. Oh. Just packed up my i just packed up my camera and tripod and dumped in my 1993 ultima and drove back to la because i was like this is this is way too much i do want to do this but this is way too much so that wasn't a bad job though it taught me a lot but those are my first real like into the world working experiences and i was like man this is something uh my
2: worst job are you ready or do you want to take a moment oh no 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 i'm locked in you have the floor you are a friend of the show this is now the people at sackleston state gonna have to pay a little extra for this for this
1: i know i'm sorry because i know this is good sackleston just go on and give me an extra 30 seconds i'll I'll do the next vo for (laughs) y'all sackleston um i went to ucla as mentioned and when you go to school condolences
2: about that by the way i know you were at one of the um, march Madness games i
1: was at the final the the one where we got Mm -hmm. Rob. Zags beat us by cheating, and then they then they wet the bed when they get to the championship. I mean, but I digress.
2: Yes, yes. yes. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm at UCLA, and the way you look for jobs is you go to the student union, and they would put them up back then. Now they own a computer. But back then, they put all these jobs up on a board, and you write down the, the code to the job, the code to the job, and you're like, I got to get a job. I got to get a job. I ain't got no money, because everybody had a job. I was like, let me figure it out. And I did a phone interview for this job, and they're like, "Yeah, uh huh, it's your job, no worries." This it wasn't even a real interview; just a quick phone interview. All right, we need you to start tomorrow. Meet us over at the Bear, the Brewing Bear, and we'll walk on over. I'm excited about to get a job. It was 11.25 an hour. I remember thinking that was a lot of money back then; still is today. And mm-hmm. we walked over to the Taco Bell on campus. They proceeded to give me a plastic apron. Uh and a covering for my hair.
2: Okay. mushroom lady. Okay.
1: And started to show me how much meat to put in the tacos and in the burritos. No one told me that I'd be working at Taco Bell. They described it as just a job Mm. on campus where you'd be in customer (laughs) service. That's how they got people to hire. Come (laughs) work. So I'm sitting there getting trained (laughs) on the meat because you know what meat, I don't know what it was and, and how to roll a burrito. <laughs> how you? Do y'all see how and your, cute classmates,
2: I am? And your classmates? Your okay. classmates are like gonna see no. you,
3: right?
1: Yeah, are yeah. People go- are gonna see me because you get. Like, hey, welcome to Taco Bell. How can I help you? People.
3: I am too cute for, t- listen. <laughs> your nails, your nails alone. How are you going to roll tacos? First of all, no disrespect hair, to the people. The yeah, the, the
1: my hair is in a net. I got Listen, and you know I was trying to be cute, find me an MRS back then. So I was yes. like, they're not. And no disrespect to all of us who've had to work at a food establishment, but that was not my calling. Mm-hmm. God had come down That's from fair. the heavens above and told me that was not my calling. Not me I don't do cent. yard work.
2: I did enough. I just I don't want to sweat in jeans through my drawers. I don't.
1: I don't don't either. Thank you. And by the way, that kitchen was hot. So you know I wasn't about to be in there. So they training me all day. And I was like, I feel sorry for them because I'm not coming back. But I didn't know how to tell them I wasn't coming back. Mm. So the whole time I'm rolling burritos and putting meat in said taco, I'm like, fool, I ain't coming back. Y'all got me messed up. But then... I decide not to come back. They call me nonstop. I never pick up because you know what? There—that's the beauty of college. You don't really know responsibility. You're like, "What? I'm not calling back. I'm not coming back. I'm not calling. I'm not returning yeah, calls. Not I'm just if doing I don't anything, the phone, like, It's so not real. It's not real, especially then. But then I ended up getting another job, which all my friends find even hilarious. As security in the local store, I was a security guard at UCLA. What? And but I you know the what? What was, what? what was your weapon? <laughs>
2: Did you stop anybody?
1: No, oh no, I talked the whole time. My, no, heck no. I, I worked in a section oh, where Lord. when people, oh no, I I was a horrible employee as I have stated. I, <laughs> I, I have no problem telling you that. You ain't learned My, shit at the coffee I, I, shop. I, I, <laughs> I was the person that'd be like, when they would try on clothes, I'd be like, how many you got? They'd be like, four. And I hand them a number that said four. And then I'd go back to talking to my friends. Mm. Or sometimes I had them whatever numbers I had. They were stealing. There was all kinds of stuff happening. there. I was not paying attention. They gave me a blue vest and I sat in that corner and I was security.
2: I'm okay with that. You shouldn't be dying for other people's stuff. It's not your stuff. And that like, was way too much responsibility
1: for an 18-year-old kid. Mm. I w- and even to the, even the meat, even to me, like, I wasn't going to be doing the meat right. You know what I mean? Like, no one, none of the students should be working, <laughs> handling food. No telling what was in that food. No one should be properly <laughs> handling condiments in that, that day and age. But there you go. I said right. no to Taco Bell and promptly went to being a security guard.
2: I can't thank you enough for coming on the job fair. When I tell you thank you, I mean it. I of mean course. It, I mean it. Of course. Carrie Champion, the, the podcast is naked we also got the brown print. We also cook and stick to sports on mm-hmm. Vice. So, mm-hmm. the, I got jobs. The, I, kn- I, I started I early, as you see. I started early, and, and I know you got stuff that I that you can't even say anything about. I'm gonna just guess, and you tell me just just make a noise if I'm in in the ballpark or some other stuff you're cooking. Television script deals, um, book deals. Um, you- we are. Talking about, um, I'm thinking, EP and other projects for other creators. You Yo! seem like the type that has the power to get Yo! people in the door. Yo, yes. Yes, well, all of the above. Thank you. Imagine some Thank things you. cooking over there. Listen. You probably got you got money now. You probably got an air fryer and a crock pot, don't
1: you? I, you know what? And then here's what I did for Christmas. Just because I'm that kind of friend. I go ahead and blessed everybody with an air fryer. Ask Jamel, Aww. When you see her next time, ask her if I blessed her with an air fryer for Christmas, her and her husband. Why they, they richer than rich. I couldn't got no air fryer. I had to bless her with an air fryer and a massage gun. You know, the massage gun? you know, you be working. Yeah, so but
2: that thing stuff. looked too sexual, so I can't buy that. Wait,
1: uh-huh. her yeah. husband, he was like, Carrie, why you give my
2: wife a vibrator for Christmas?
1: I was like, I didn't do that. It's a, <laughs> it's a massage gun. <laughs> yes.
2: That thing looked like a construction jackhammer. It's too. I don't know. It's too I heavy. To- we'll talk air fryers next time because I'm yes. a hater. I'm a OG. You are a hater. All I'm right. Put my all stuff right. In the Thank oven. you so
1: much for having me on. I'm so proud of you. JG, you're just so lovely and pleasant. Aww, you're kind. I really appreciate Thank you. I appreciate you. you, black woman. Bye, black man. Bye Roy. Uh, quick, <laughs> Bye Lawrence.
2: Since y'all yes. bonding, what does DRS mean?
1: MRS. I went to school for my MRS. Correct. Put that See? together. Mm-hmm. Put that together. If you write that down, what is spe- what does it spell out? Oh wait, oh. DRS
2: for you. Oh, MRS. Oh, Mrs. Uh-huh. Ring. Hold it, yeah. Okay, was, uh-huh. all right. I'm a. That's dude. what I went to I'm, school for. I'm dumb. Okay. Yeah, That's he like. By the way, and it's so far husband. off.
1: It's so far off of. It's so far off topic for what he's even thinking about doing. He's like, mm, what's that? <laughs> Get married. What that look like? Uh, all right, we gotta oh. let you go. You yeah, no, I'm here. I got something to say. You already got it cut off and you click it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh. Time for you. I'm here Hi. to help you through this moment. How do we hit you remove, JG?
2: No uh. Oh. There's no
1: remove. You got any friends? Look me up. You I'm know. still looking for one.
2: We'll talk. Now that okay. now that I do have. Okay. And they're responsible brothers too. They pay bills on time and they believe in air fries. They love Jesus. Credit.
3: Credit score. The weeding, don't worry, he'll give me the list. I'll do the weeding. I got you. You're welcome. Thank
2: you. Thank I don't you. know about their credit score, but they always find a way. <laughs> Is that enough? Is that meeting you halfway?
1: I am not letting somebody mess up my good old credit score. Talking about <laughs> just cosine, no, I ain't cosigning. I don't need no, no cosine damn. relationships. And just there, I just go, be a...
2: just yeah. lower your standards. A... Ain't nothing wrong with riding around in an 2 if the engine light ain't you... on. Hey, the... <laughs> I don't. I'm not. Okay, that's, a no, reward, that's not even a maybe. You hear J-Boo, that, JJ? <laughs> Juba broke Bye-bye. a boy. boy. <laughs> Y'all right. have a
1: good one. Thanks for having see me. Too. Okay, see bye. you later.
2: Bye. <laughs> what a ball of joy.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: What a goddamn ball of joy. Unfathomable. carry champion. Calling into the job fair. That's all right right there. That's got me in a good mood. I can't believe I didn't know what an MRS was. I feel so.
3: No, 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 no. I feel slow. Oh, please. Don't worry about that. You find those in the law school, the engineering school. That's where you go hang out. (laughs) Fourth year of college. Those first three years, you just go wild. Fourth year, you're over there in that engineering division.
2: Well, I can tell you right now, y'all show when hanging out in the journalism school because it's starting (laughs) salary for a journalist. $14,000. Y'all, is not (laughs) looking for no MRSs over there. Big thank you to Carrie Champion. After the break, uh, we're going to get into the job fair. Jacqueline got a brother. Black man. Brother man. Black brother man. Coming on the show who is doing the right thing for people. And we're going to show you ways that you can stand up for your rights and get paid to do it. And... We sniffing out discrimination. How you can avoid the racism at your job and on your job applications. This is the job fair. We'll be right back.
6: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
2: Royce Job Fair, we are back. That was a pretty packed first actor, J.G. Big thank you to the homie Carrie Champion for coming on the show. I've been a guest on many of her platforms. Just radiance through the computer. Ain't a lot of people can come through a webcam like that. Like, she's happiness. Like, you can almost, like, smell, like, the the, the cocoa butter and, and the the lotion and the moisturizing. No. Can I say no. that?
3: No, stop.
2: I'm talking about the, I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that she's one of the few people that even through a computer, you feel like you're still in the same room with
3: her. Oh, now that's sweet.
2: That's, and if you saw somebody in person, you would be able to see their radiance. And if they had on cocoa butter, you could also smell it.
3: As soon as you get to the cocoa butter, that's when it crosses and gets all weird.
2: All right, let's stay on the air here real quick. The express views and opinions of Roy Wood Jr. This is not those of Jacqueline. And please don't get JG in trouble for some crazy. Uh, Let's get into the job fair. This is a part of the show where we invite you, the job fair listeners, to come on and share with us, you know, employment opportunities um, across the globe. Uh, We are an international acoustic radio presentation. Uh roy'sjobfair@gmail.com. fair at gmail.com is the email address. RoyceJobfair at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the show. Um, I'm really excited about this one because this is one of those, this this is this is why we do this podcast, Jacqueline, because this is one of them jobs where you don't think about it initially, and then you realize, oh yeah, damn, yeah, somebody gotta do that. And damn, that help people. Mm-hmm. And that make making money, be
3: helping people Oh, hell yeah, they don't want to do that.
2: Uh, who do we have on the line, J.J.? We're going
3: to talk with someone who can tell us about civil and human rights, how to file complaints if you have them, how to bridge the gap, and also about LGBTQ advisory and information that you might need. And his name is Joshua.
2: Oh, uh, Joshua, attorney,
3: yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yep
2: attorney. You got to put that attorney on this brother. This brother didn't went to all the school. This brother then got his scholarship reimbursement from McDonald's and Starbucks and he worked at a Chipotle in Arizona. To get hey, his hey, they got to sue the
8: loan debt to show it. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, attorney.
2: <laughs> attorney Barr, welcome to the job fair, brother. Where you hitting us from?
8: I'm hitting you from Des Moines, Iowa.
2: Okay. Let's start there. Yeah, I, I know. you are now i've i've been to iowa i have played des moines i think three times in my career and it was to be fair it was west des moines by that target yeah like I, that I know what you love right yeah <laughs> right. yeah that's all i know about des moines i know that in the uh, airport yep i know that <laughs>
8: Which which the despite inside it says it's international. So it's an international yes. airport. We we got one flight to Canada.
2: So. One flight to Canada twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a little bit about the work that you all do in the positions that you're hiring for. And then I want to backtrack into some of the other things that JG was talking about. Well,
8: um uh we're the civil and human rights department for the city of Des Moines, and it's our job to protect uh persons, civil and human rights and housing, employment, public accommodations here in the city. Uh presently, right now, uh uh Right now, we're hiring for a human rights specialist, and we're looking for someone to investigate cases of discrimination in housing, employment, public accommodations. Um, this position, wow. this position in and of itself, um, we do more than just investigations. Uh, we also focus on policy change, uh, utilizing uh, understanding what's happening in the community to drive change. One of the things we've recently done is made source of income and housing protected class, meaning you can't discriminate against someone because they're trying to get housing using Social Security disability Mm. or because they're using VA benefits. And we had a protection for Section 8 vouchers, uh, but the state just reversed that specific portion and said, no, landlords don't have to accept Section 8 vouchers. So the struggle continues, Uh but ultimately... Uh, The goal is to uh, root out discrimination so people can have the ability to move up the social economic ladder and self-actualize being all that they can be.
2: Now, with this type of position, then I would imagine this has to be something where you got to be boots on the ground in Des Moines because you got to really be doing what's going on with the people and learn the neighborhood and how the politics of that city work. That that's very
8: true. This is not a office job. Um, You have to engage in community. That's one of the requirements of the position. If you have it, you can't just sit in the office. You have to understand the challenges and the struggles because uh, Roy, just in case you don't know, I mean, there's some disparities here in regards to, you know, economics. There's some disparities in regards to incarceration and all, all of that affects your ability to get a job. All that affects your ability to get adequate housing. And if you don't understand that, you walk in and say, well, well, they should just work harder. No, you got to really understand the underlying history and the underlying politics that play a a, a role in your ability to get housing and get a job. And many times that is because of the color of your skin, because of your gender, because of your national origin, etc.
2: So your organization, I guess the, the reason why I ask this, for the people who don't live in Des Moines, You know, we talk a lot about on this show about people pivoting from what they're doing now to something that's more meaningful. And I know we're in a country where people are a lot more vocal about wanting to be a part of change and wanting to make a difference. And there's a lot of activism where there isn't fiscal opportunities, which is part of why having you on the show was really dope to me because it's a chance to make a difference. And get a little bit of money in your back pocket at the same time. Right. Are there similar organizations like yours in other communities throughout America? Like I know discrimination is fought different ways in different parts of the country, but are there other similar organizations where people what other rocks could people be looking under for the people who don't live in Iowa?
8: I mean, that, that's a great question, Roy, because after I came out of law school, I was wanting to do something meaningful. Mm. And after I got out of the MBA program, I wanted to do something meaningful, not just have a job. So there are a number of state uh, civil and human rights agencies, or some of them are called human relations commissions, et cetera, or human affairs commissions. There are a lot of local human affairs commissions, human rights, civil rights, as well as on the federal level working with it. Uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission EEOC, as well as with uh, the HUD, which is the Department of Housing and Urban Development. But also, um, you can look with uh, your NAACP or ACLU. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a board member of the ACLU. I mean, there, there are other jobs out there. Um, you can also work with some local nonprofits in regards to um, uh, refugee immigrant, uh, USCRI, Utah, the United States Commission on Refugee Immigrant Rights. Uh, you can also look into uh, other local chapters and other local areas that work in regards to discrimination and trying to affect human rights. Uh, there are even local UN chapters, et cetera. There, there are a lot of jobs out there. Um you just have to pivot and position yourself. I, I'm a director now, but I was a civil rights attorney at one time and I wanted to pivot more towards front-end work. So I made sure as I was trying to pivot that way, that I was doing things that allowed me to go in that direction. Wow.
3: Now Doing good attorney doesn't always pay well, per se. So, how do you level the two things? I want to do well, I want to do good for others, but there's not always a lot of money there. How do I keep my sanity and my nice house?
8: Now, that's a great question. I'm originally from South Carolina and I started out doing this work in South Carolina, but there's a Certain thing known as zip code poverty. Mm. Uh, the great New York Times article, NPR article about mapping out, you know, where opportunity is and where if you're born, where you, how likely you are to move up the social economic ladder. Uh, wow. I looked at that map while I was while I was doing while I was a civil rights attorney for the state of South Carolina. I was making uh, fifty five thousand dollars a year, and I had just got married. I was like, okay, that's not gonna put that's not gonna be able to take care of me and my wife three degrees student loan debt now just added a wife Mm -hmm. and so I saw that zip code poverty map and I looked at it in every state where the south where people had slavery uh during the course of the civil war etc uh it was all red meaning that you were if you were born poor you're likely to die poor especially if your color of your skin uh was of a darker hue you were of African descent so I saw that map and I said I gotta make an exit Uh, California has a number of uh, human rights agencies. And I'm not telling people run for the South. Let me make sure I'm clear on that. Don't run for the South. But uh, there has to be some activism to make sure people are being paid fairly. But there are other jobs in in places around the Midwest, and I would even say the Northeast, that pay a little better. Uh, Just just so I say that. I saw that map and I knew that I didn't want to struggle and scrape and survive. And so I moved to the Midwest and they paid me about 50% more than I was getting paid in South
2: Carolina. Is the Midwestern racism more subtle mm. or is it more blunt versus the South? Because you're essentially in a lot of ways, you're a frontline soldier mm. that's using bureaucracy and the law to get people to bend into doing what's right. Mm. Is it Negro get the fuck out of my office? Or is it, oh yes, we'll look into it and we will get back to uh, really this discrimination? And really, my landlord denied a tenant because she was trans? Hmm. Huh. Well, we've got to get to the bottom of this together. And then they just never mm. replied to your email.
8: It's the latter, Roy. It's the latter. I, I came from South Carolina. Option eight was get out of my office, you know.
2: Oh, it, 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 oh JG, I South Carolina. I remember this when I first started stand up, like oh one, oh two. There was like some legendary barbecue spot in South Carolina that flew a Confederate flag, like a big ass one that you could see from the freeway. Mm-hmm. Maurice's barbecue, the most delicious damn <laughs> barbecue sauce <laughs> you've ever had in your
8: life. Bro, oh you ain't supposed
2: to say that. You ain't supposed to say that out loud. Oh my god, <laughs> that was. Some of the most delicious racism. And I had to stop it, eating it. Yeah, with me too. I so, with had to so. stop eating it because I came exactly. back from a gig. I came back to do the um, the Comedy House Theater in Columbia at the time when it was still open. And I'm like, hey, let's go to the, let's go to that. no, nah, man, they, they flying a flag. No, nah, brother, we don't, we don't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's that open, open racism. So how do you navigate that mm-hmm. in Iowa then? Uh, Roy, I, I think
8: the key thing really comes back to a lesson that was lost in the civil rights movement: hmm. ally building, building coalitions. Hmm. And you and sometimes I'm not the messenger. Sometimes I have to utilize a, a partner or another organization to help me to move the needle uh, in certain things. Because sometimes. Being a, a person of African descent from the South, talking to a group of you know uh, you know European American Midwesterners, they look at me like okay, uh, okay, whatever. And then somebody else, you know, uh, a female of, of, of their complexion, comes end, and it, all of a sudden it just hits them. And you, oh my God, we have to do something about that. And it's like you know you, you have to organize, you have to be organized, you have to have allies to do this work in order to be successful because it is tough. sometimes you're sitting there talking with people and you're presenting something, and you have this project, you have this idea, and they say, we'll get on that. And it gets stalled and it, and it gets delayed. And so you have to utilize allies to keep those things moving. I, this work cannot be done alone. Mm-hmm. And I think a big problem uh, that we have here in this country, we think of, you know, a great man, or great woman theory. One person walks in a room and changes things. That's not how history has ever happened in history. And we have to go deeper understanding that Uh, People were organized. They didn't just march in the street. They met behind the scenes too and negotiated and really, really tried to push the needle and work with partners and other organizations who had a common cause to really move the needle forward. That's kind of the strategy that I take with some of the policy change uh, methods that I've done, uh, knowing that sometimes I'm not the messenger, utilizing others and working together to keep us moving forward.
3: Okay. So this is a little off course, but over your right shoulder, that picture looks like your dad. There's an Emmy next to you. What is going on there?
8: Oh, well, uh, we won. Well, that's my grandfather, by the way. Okay. He raised me in a tobacco field. I spent all my summers in tobacco fields. Uh, uh, it's out in King Street, South Carolina. Uh, but um, the Emmy is for a documentary we did uh, called Breaking Bread, Building Bridges, where we brought people together. Uh, Match them up based on their differences, whether it's race, sexual orientation, uh, religion. Uh, you have a, a, a record, and I matched up with a police officer. And we had them have dinner together over the course of oh, a few months. Yeah. Uh, first in public, and then they each went into each other's homes. We matched them up one-on-one. Whoa. And uh, we did a, a, a documentary for that, and we won a regional Emmy for that documentary about bringing people together uh, over the course of dinner yeah. to come together to
3: congratulations that is wonderful okay what's the name of it
8: uh breaking bread building bridges is on youtube and it's also
2: on facebook i'm watching it love that thank you um last question for you when we apply for jobs Mm -hmm. you know i have a lot of friends with names that could easily be discriminated Mm -hmm. against like i have friends that sometimes choose to go, you know, use their first two initials, then their last name, just so that they don't get shuffled out of the resume pile. You know, then you also deal with a lot of the computer algorithms with a lot of these job sites that just scan your resume for certain, Like an employer can just put in, if this word in it, I don't want them. How do you navigate discrimination in the workplace? and you can never you're never going to be how can i put it racism proof or discrimination proof but in applying for a job what are some things that you can do are there things you can do that can keep the discrimination to a minimum ooh that's,
8: that's, that's a that's a tough question which i have some answers to but you know because first of all i just don't like telling people you know, to to disguise themselves to, to get their foot in the door. It's like, and then yeah. you're like, oh, you're black, oh shoot, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> but, um, I, I want people to be themselves, but the research is real. There's research that demonstrates that if you have a so-called African or black sounding name, you're, you're uh, three times less likely to get a call back than a person with a white sounding name with a prison record, with a prison record. Mm. And there's <laughs> research that demonstrates that, you know, uh, persons of African descent who go to Ivy League schools are, are only 1% uh, more likely to get a call back than a person of European or or, or white uh, descent who who went to like a like a community college. There's literally research out there about that. And it's like, what do you do? Do I tell someone to take out the fact that you work with uh, the, the National Association of Black Accountants? I, I don't like saying that. I, I, I hate saying that. Um, but what I will say is that If you feel like you're qualified for a job, that you're well-made for it, and for some reason you did not get that job, you have places like the uh, federal EEOC, the Equal Opportunity Commission, you have state civil and human rights commissions, and you also have local uh, civil and human rights commissions that can investigate and look into why you may not have been hired. you also made a, a great question about the, the algorithm and the and, and people just being able to use a computer to shoot shuffle people. Don't show me any resumes with the word dreadlock in it. Right. <laughs> so what I what I tell people to do is I do, and this is even for myself. Cater your resume to the audience, um, and sometimes that can be exhausting. Um, and coming from somebody who uh, changed my resume to kind of make sure I did take out when I first started working about ten years ago. Uh, take out some of those things that highlighted some of my involvement with Black organizations. Again, I don't feel comfortable telling people to do that, but if you want to get your foot in the door and make change, sometimes you got to make sacrifice in a Eurocentric world. I'm sorry, that's just the world we live in. But um, I would tell people, because one of the things I see, Roy, that's actually uh, less common is uh, in regards to uh, what's on your resume is sometimes as someone who hires people There are HR persons, which are typically white ladies who don't understand a lot of the stuff that we do and why we do it. Um, I would make sure that my resume is written and tailored uh, in a way where people aren't confused about something and that you're saying that you're saying the right words. If it's an equity and inclusion job, you need to make sure you got equity in there 20 times. If it's a job on accounting, uh, make sure you have accounting on it. If you were an intern, I was an accounting intern, and I worked in the accounting department, making and part of my job was going through accounting paperwork. And you just want to, you want to hit all those words so many times. Sometimes the algorithm has a word count; they're looking for a certain amount of words. So tailor your resume and tailor your uh, uh, CV or whatever you utilize to have enough words. Whether it's demonstrated, managed lead you want all those really <laughs> highlighting words that really stand out um I write my resume uh, my resume is written based on accomplishments this is what i did and 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 this is what i accomplished and made better for this company and i make sure to use those words so the algorithm doesn't automatically kick me out because I don't have enough of those words and I haven't demonstrated, especially in, in, in corporate jobs where the focus is money, how I can bring money or, or business to that company. So I would tell people, I like the words that matter. Make sure you use those uh, leadership words that really stand out um, and put those at the front of each sentence. Uh, I led this group I managed this group. Uh, successfully executed, uh, et cetera. So those words stand out. There are about 20, 25 words that every resume should have that they need to make sure they include. Now, the name issue, that's another concern. If you believe that because of your name, you're being screened out, you can come and file in our office or file in other offices around the country.
2: Done deal, Attorney bar. working can the people in Iowa apply for this job if they want to be a part of making the world a better place with you?
8: All right, they need to go to... Uh, DSM.city, and then they need to click on the HR uh, link and they can go to jobs. And we are human rights specialists. We're hired, we're looking for human rights specialists who can investigate hiring too. So we need uh, people that can come, DSM.city, uh, human uh, human resources, and then click on jobs and the job list will be there. So we thank you. And we appreciate you having us on the show.
2: Make sure the word... Human rights specialist is in your resume at least 20 times. (laughs) I was a specialist with humans and I was right.
3: Okay. I have to tell you this. I heard that this works. So in the footer part of your resume, put all the keywords in there from the job that you want and then turn them white Turn in your resume as a PDF, and the computer is going to pick them up. Now I'm telling you, I heard that that works. You hiding
2: Easter eggs? Hang on, Joshua ain't gone yet. Joshua, is is that is that legit? can, can, can she can she? That, that's new to me. I have not heard that one, but I think it's a
8: good strategy. Just put it in blank, put it in PDF, and maybe they'll pick it up. I, I've never heard that, uh, but I'll make sure to do that moving forward.
2: <laughs> JG with the scam of the week. Thank you so much, Attorney Barr. Wow, Jacqueline. See, this is when I start learning new things about you, and I really appreciate it because every week I learn something new about you. And it's always just revealing. And that's very redemptive. Just put whatever you want in the resume, then just hide the text.
3: The keywords go in the text. You got to make sure. Now, I heard this. You have to make sure that the words are white once you're done in the footer. And then you send out the resume as a PDF. The computer's going to pick up those words in the footer. And boom, you go straight to the top. I'm just telling you, I've heard that. Okay,
2: we're going to let that ride, and we'll see if somebody debunks it. And then next week, we'll have them on Scam of the Week. After the break, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to have the homie Narado Moron to help us break the ice. But more importantly, how to negotiate a raise at your job. I'm
3: all ears.
2: Scam of the Week is going to be memorable. Memorable telling you,
4: asking for a raise. You could have had another job in your back pocket. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.
2: job fair we are back getting ready to bring it home got some good scam of the week action coming up here in a second but first like we always do about this time jacqueline Mm -hmm. it's time to get into the why'd you say it like that i don't like your tone
3: it's rod my whole face changes when we get to him because he's right
2: rod is right 85% 85% of the time and you can't deal with it. You no. just can't deal with the packaging of the message. But the message is fair.
3: The message is interesting. The message is fun. I think it's the married women that drives me crazy. So I digress.
2: Like we always do about this time. We opened up the show to our black people, white people ologists who helps you break the ice with members of the opposite race at your job. He's the only man to pay for a lap dance with Dogecoin. You know him on the internet as Rod, the number four short. I call him Narado. Welcome aboard, Rod. How you doing
11: today, sir? I'm good, man. What's going down? How, how's everybody
2: feeling? Couple of email reactions to your opinions about dick pics rock last week uh just know that the women are appreciative of your considerateness and being reluctant to send that dick pic and they also love the fact that you believe men who send unsolicited dick pics should be put under the jail so nicely done you got the streets
11: yeah you know much love to you ladies
3: What, Jacqueline, why are you looking at him like that? I can't help it. Go ahead, go ahead. This is his segment. I do not want to take anything away from him.
11: Jacqueline that's don't good. like me because my hair longer than hers.
3: Oh, <laughs> if we're going to tell the truth, I don't care for you because my aunt likes you.
11: Well, you oh, know. so the so you know. uncle
3: then. what's up? Get
11: that's, your hate on.
3: That's what I'm talking about, Roy. <laughs> I call
11: Uncle <laughs> Rod Story Corner for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt,
3: I, I said, "Was well, I?" I will not be calling you uncle. No. <laughs>
2: that would be the greatest family reunion photo of all time. <laughs> so, Rod, we've been talking a little bit today just about rights and you know human rights. We had a woman on earlier that's you know she's a human rights attorney helping people get their life together. Um, uh, what are your ways to avoid discrimination? In the workplace, right? Before we get into breaking ice, what do you what do you do? Like when you fill out a job application and you want to make your job application discrimination proof. Mm-hmm. What are some of your tricks and tips?
11: Um, I, I make sure that, like, I, you know they they recognize that I went to a white college, and uh, and all, all my job posts, I only post like my past jobs that you would think was for somebody who wasn't a felon. Like, I don't tell them I used to work at Foot Locker. (laughs) I tell them, yeah, I used to work, uh, I used to intern with Merrill Lynch. They're like, oh, okay. Okay.
12: That's
11: good. Okay, cool. (laughs) Because
2: you're working, working, I say this respectfully because I know you, I can say this. Narado, as a name, does not work in your favor in the screening process, unless you know a couple white Narados. I don't know no white (laughs) Narados.
11: I don't know any white Norados, but I I I think I lucked out in having the distinction of having a name that uh, it's interesting, it's kind of pretty, and it just sounds more foreign than it does Mm -hmm. ghetto. Like if my name was like Norado Derek, then there'd probably be some problems. But I have the type of name that when white people hear, they always say, "Oh, that's beautiful." What does it mean? Because they know it's from somewhere else that is. It's not just some made up thing that my parents so put never had this
2: instinct into. to kind of whitewash your resume by just using first initials and last name. No,
11: nah, no, nah, I've never done that, man. I've never. Um, one of the biggest ways I get around all forms of discrimination is to just not acknowledge it in a sense. Like I don't really have those type of insecurities, so I don't really worry about it. And then that just keeps me from having to deal with it, honestly.
3: So oh. that's I mature. say you're up and
11: If you got a problem with it, that mean that's, that's your problem, not mine. So that's, that's mature. Fair.
3: Okay, that's mature.
11: See? Yeah, make sure you tell your auntie I'm very mature.
3: No. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: what you
11: sipping
2: on this week, right? Before got we a little, uh, little whiskey
11: drink. and ginger ale going, man.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah, That'll keep get it the pollen off your chest. You know,
11: time. the allergies, it ain't no joke.
2: So let's start with the black folks, man. Give the white people something to bring up to the black co-workers that was this week that'll keep things smooth in the workplace.
11: White people, what you want to be talking about right now is the threat of a gas shortage and rising gas prices. Because this oh. is something that weighs heavily on black people's mind. We've been obsessed with gas prices since Bush first invaded Iraq. And uh, and we have not stopped, especially when it shot back up to, to the early Obama years. It was wild back then. Mm-hmm. Like, like 2010, Four, five gas, dollars a was, gallon. Whew, gas was so I had to move all my chicks into my house. I was like, I, I I can't afford to be keeping secrets right now. I can't afford to go no further than cross the hall for some person. You know? <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. I saw video of there's gas like literally there's nowhere to park in the gas stations i saw a video from south carolina where there was like six or seven people in line at each pump and then i saw a video of a lady putting gas into a kroger bag that was outrageous it was double bagged though Let's just be real. It was double bagged.
11: It's, it was double bagged until it was already leaking through.
3: It's gas. Like,
2: gas is so caustic; it eats through. Yes. Like, and I learned this <laughs> from when I used to cut yards in Birmingham as a kid. And I put some gas in one of the milk jugs, and before I got a block from the Circle K, all that was on the sidewalk.
11: <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta know. You gotta know your it's
2: science. Rough, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, Rod That's an easy way to commiserate with black people is gas price. Honestly, like hating gas prices really cuts across all races. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you could bring this one up to any coworker of any race.
11: Oh yeah, it's very but universal as long as you're not talking to a rich person. People care how much gas is.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean if you're not if you're not going to, I guess if you're in a commuter city, maybe it's less of an issue, but every black person got a relative down south. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you folks okay? I saw the line at the gas stations down there. Yeah, my
11: aunt in Georgia, uh, she lived out in Atlanta, and she said they got like the hurricane lines at gas stations right now. Like, it's out in the street.
2: But what's causing it? What is the global economic instability that's creating this? Because it's not hurricane season yet. Mm-hmm. No,
11: it was, a, it was a cyber attack Somebody dropped some ransomware into this East Coast pipeline, and so it is like shut I down don't the. Know the... What that means. So a hacker,
2: hacked the <laughs> uh, yeah, me, that the petroleum. Serves.
11: Yeah, a, a gas, a gas pipeline mm-hmm. company got hacked, and uh, it is just shutting everything down. So there's,
2: they're not pumping right now. So yeah,
11: things about to get ugly. Mm-hmm.
2: What do the hackers want, or is this just some random shot across the bow? Type situation.
11: Yeah, right now is uh, they've blamed it on this uh, Russian gang of hackers who are just you know doing what doing what badasses do. You know they just they're just hacking things to be hacking things. I wish somebody would stop doing this. You know what's cool hacking into Equifax. And clearing everybody's credit. How about you do okay. some shit like that? You know yes. the banking system. Yes. Clear everybody's debt and give everybody a million dollars. You don't give a fuck about those gas pipelines.
3: My <laughs> student done. loan number is six three zero two four seven. I am not kidding you.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm okay with hackers. It's kinda like Black Lives Matter in the sense that there's going to be people that do things that are on the fringe that you may not agree with. But by and large, most American hackers seem to be on the right side of issues. And there's no real structural leadership that you can attack. Therefore, you cannot control them the way you do normal organizations. I just wish that hackers, as you said, Rod, would focus on things that are a little bit more for the people instead mm-hmm. of attacking the right. government. Yes.
4: Well,
11: yeah, please do. No more changing, you know, the... the Transportation signs on the highway to say "fuck you." Now, how about you just, you know, make make everybody mortgage disappear? Do
2: that <laughs> on the hack some stuff. Some hackers are hilarious. They hacked a minor league baseball team scoreboard and was trying to show porn on it during oh. the game.
3: <laughs>
2: like, no, like I respect that. That's fun
3: hacking. No, you do not.
2: <laughs> All right, Rod. Let's flip the script. Give the black people something they can bring up to their white coworkers this week.
11: Uh, black people, what is all the rage in white world right now? Uh, as normal. It's dogs. More specifically, this breed is the Benefer. That's right. Ben Affleck and JLo, lo <laughs> Jennifer Lopez are <laughs> back at it again. Wait, from how Bennifer is Ben Affleck a dog? Area.
2: How is Ben Affleck a dog? Walk me through this. Walk well, me through this thinking.
11: Um, You got to... You got to go back to the, the the most recent report. You know, right now, you know, J-Lo and A-Rod have officially called up their engagement mm-hmm. as of now.
2: Yeah, they were broke up, broke up. That was like yeah. a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. they, they so Affleck just slid in there.
11: Well, apparently, uh, Affleck hit her up back in February mm. when they when they both were filming the movie. They were they were filming two separate movies in the Dominican Republic, mm. and he went ahead and slid in those DMs. And apparently, they were flirting back and forth this whole time.
2: But hang on, hang on, let me make sure I get my timeline right. You say February? Uh mm-hmm. huh. Okay. JLo and A Rod took pictures at Biden's inauguration. They did a whole ass photo shoot outside the U.S. Capitol mm-hmm. when Biden got sworn in. That's like January 20th, 21st. Right. Ish, we know exactly what that was. <laughs> okay. So they didn't do that first breakup till after February. So Ben Affleck was getting at that thing. Ben Affleck
11: slept on in there early.
2: While A Rod was still. Yes. Yeah. Lit diggity dog, and apparently she was open
11: to it. You know, they didn't. uh, The first time they really started to break up, March, when uh, A Rod got caught facetiming and DMing uh, this girl from the the Southern Charm reality series. Hmm.
2: I don't know what that show is.
11: Uh, It's it's a it's a show about uh, rich kids and rich white people in Charleston, South Carolina.
3: Is she prettier than J Lo? I mean, what does she have on J Lo?
11: She's not prettier than j lo but I mean she is sexy. You know, Have it's not Teen
3: it- Jlo lo I mean, okay, I'm still trying to figure this out.
11: Well, that has nothing to do with anything. I mean, a man is not going to get at other women because he doesn't because he thinks she's more attractive than you. I mean, yeah, Eric Benet cheated on Halle Berry. There's nobody found of that. I mean, it has Jay-Z nothing to
3: do with Cheated on Beyoncé. So it has my nothing point to do is, with whether
11: or not your girl looks good or the other girl looks better, it's just that she looks good And that's good enough for me
3: It has to be something else But go ahead Finish telling no, your
11: story No it doesn't It
2: don't have to be nothing else it She's just She fucking
11: What else <laughs> you need I'm talking about
3: It has to be a calling Or something I mean That
11: pussy is the calling <laughs> oh, He right. thought she had nice titties and that was enough for him It's enough for all men
3: ja- Okay I'm not gonna win this one Because your Jacqueline, mind is made you- up here
2: Jacqueline what's your favorite food
3: uh ooh mm, uh spaghetti. That's a good one.
2: If you had a plate of spaghetti. Yes. And then while enjoying your plate of spaghetti, you looked over <laughs> and there was some rigatoni and lasagna. Yes. You telling me you wouldn't want a little rigatoni and lasagna too?
3: I don't like lasagna. I might look at the rigatoni, yes, but I'm gonna eat my spaghetti. I'm gonna but eat my spaghetti. Then you staghet. gonna go back and get that rigatoni no. right after, ain't you?
11: <laughs> well, I mean, keep on with what Ron was saying. Your, your favorite food is spaghetti, right? Correct. Is that all you eat? No. Exactly. But it's,
3: <laughs> 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 no. No. This analogy is not going to Wait, work.
2: Wait, though. Wait. I kinda. <sighs> mm. Is Ben Affleck the dog for slipping in J-Lo's DMs, even though A-Rod clearly was cheating, which means that J-Lo was right to preemptively bomb first and get at Ben Affleck in the DR. Or is J-Lo the dog for not officially breaking things off before giving Ben Affleck the green light?
11: I think they both dogging around. Mm -hmm. I think they both dogging around. I mean, I ain't mad at it. Get it how you live. But yeah, it's just real unfortunate that A-Rod is taking all the heat for DMing some girl in March when back in February on the island this girl was meeting up with her old dude.
3: He knew that so was happening.
11: We might get a Lee part two out of this, though I'm kind of <laughs> excited about that.
2: <laughs> you know what, and on that note, I'm going to leave you to your whiskey and ginger ale. I don't know if I can condone the Lee part two. <laughs> The podcast is called Uncle Rod Story Corner. Uh please check that out. Um, you can get that wherever you get this fine program. Rod, thank you as always, sir. I'm an episode or two behind. I got to see where y'all was trying to find the upside in the pandemic and um, in 9 11
11: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, listen up. Uh, I'm a bin Laden apparently save my homies life. Yeah, check it out. Wow. <laughs> Hit Jacqueline her. tell you I have to hit me up straight up you got my number
3: whatever I am
11: not tell her I'll be an athlete to her J-Love
3: oh my gosh <laughs> she listens to this Rod she listens
2: hey to this. Hey, hey, auntie
3: <laughs> Hang up.
2: somebody hang up Aunt Rod for short Aunt Jacqueline no. <laughs> if you want to hit up Rod he is on Twitter Rod the number for S-H-O-R-T as always Rod thank you sir
11: Yeah, good talking to you and my
2: niece. (laughs) Why are you scared of Rod as a relative? Why does that bother you?
3: Rod is not going to. Why
2: does that bother you?
3: Rod is not dating my aunts. It's really that simple. They would be actually really good together. They're both in. So then why are you hating? Because I would have to go to somebody's jail to pick them both up. No, no. Every
2: week I find out a little bit more about you and it's always something with you just being just a little bit of a cock block, JG, and I'm serious, it's a terrible trait and you got to let that go. You got to let your, if your aunt want to holler at Rod, you got to let that happen.
3: She does not want to talk to Rod. She just keeps saying, oh, he's so sweet. He's so cute. And I'm like, who are you looking at? You can't even see him. She said, I can hear it in his voice. Whatever.
2: Scam of the week time. I don't have time to go back and forth with you about blocking somebody else's happiness. We just had a whole ass pandemic and you have the audacity to deny somebody the opportunity to be happy.
3: So you want Rod to be my uncle? The shit ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't related to neither one of them. <laughs> this is, on you. So you're just gonna leave me out there in the wind, whatever.
2: Rod's a young man in his thirties, your aunt's in her seventies. Let
3: him make it work. <laughs> whatever. That is Love dis- has no age. That is disgusting.
2: As we always do on the Scam of the Week, we either tell you a way to trick your way to the top or mm-hmm. ways that you've seen your way thieved to the top. Now, generally, we talk about the stuff that is in the gray area of being illegal versus free items that you are entitled to because you goddamn worked hard. But every now and then, we invite professionals to come on this show and teach you how to game the system to... Be a little bit better at your job. We had the brothers a couple weeks ago. We had the black men, the um, was it finance? And yes.
3: How to save life your insurance money, how
2: to manage your money. Yep. And 401ks and all that shit. And um, we had a career coach this time. And we're gonna talk a little bit about salary negotiations. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, the ways that you can ask for a little bit more money. Her podcast is Roadmap to the Executive Suite, Claudia T. Miller. Welcome aboard.
12: The Thanks for having
2: me, Roy. I'm sorry that you had to hear me and my, my co-worker bickering about whether or not a woman could bang a dude that's half her age, but such is the case.
12: As long as they're over the age and there's consent involved.
2: <laughs> See what I'm saying, JG? I already like Claudia T. a lot more than I like you.
3: Whatever. Look, Claudia. Just
2: that fast. <laughs> Have
3: you met Rob? But then again, I'm not
10: related. It's none of my family members. See? <laughs>
3: All right,
2: Claudia, let's talk about the scam that is salary negotiations. I often believe this is a scam because people tell you, go ask for more money. And the moment you crack your mouth to ask for the more money, your boss immediately we ain't got the money. But we appreciate you. And they trick you what like give before we talk about ways to ask for more money. What are some of the tricks that the employer does to Jedi mind trick you mm. into being okay with continuing to be underpaid, because mm. they 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 trick you with the praise mm-hmm. and this t- like what's the what, what's what's the pitfalls? What should we be looking out for?
12: Uh, look at how the company the company has it systematized for promotions and salary. So, for example, there are some companies out there that they would say we only hire internally, especially we aren't upper management. Great. Now, what does the pay rate look like? Oh, oh, we only give, if you get a promotion, we only give you up to a certain amount of salary increase. I already know right off the bat, you're already under getting paid. If you stay with the company for more than three to four years in the same role, you're going to be underpaid. If you've been with a company for 15 years and have moved up, you're being underpaid by 30, 40%. That's just how the company has systematized. And it's a good, it's a, they have their own reasons, but as an employee, That is a way of how a company can keep you stuck and being underpaid. So they might promote you a lot, but your salary isn't at the market rate that if you had gone to another company.
2: So they just trick you by giving you new job titles and a pat on the back and an extra cookie. During the Sometimes, holiday party. I
12: mean, it's not just the job title, because they definitely give you the responsibilities um, and the work hours and everything associated with it. But it's just not up to the market rate where you could have been going elsewhere.
3: I was just going to add that in my 20s, my very early 20s, I actually had a supervisor who added in my insurance package and said, see, you make more than you think. And I went home to my daddy and he was like, that's stupid. And I went back to her and I said, I'm leaving. So, yeah, you got to be careful of that stuff.
2: Okay. You say, you know, market average, but how are you able to determine the market average for your position? Like in like in athletics, it's easy because everyone's salary is publicized. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm a running back and I get this many yards and he got the same amount of yards and he's getting paid that, then I know I'm at least do that amount of money. Mm-hmm. But in the corporate world, there's so much secrecy and mm. under- and, I can't, and we can give you stocks instead of salary and bonuses. Your bonus package is good, but your base is a little low. How are you able to determine whether or not you're getting screwed over or should there just be a basic graph in your head of when I'm after four years, I should have gotten a 15% mm. or a 20% bump at this point, regardless of anything else that's happening in the market?
12: Most people, when they try to look up, okay, what does a project manager make? And they'll look up a Glassdoor Google search. And it's something ridiculous, like 40000 to 150000 At that point, yes. I'd rather, I rather them not say anything, just put, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But how I help my clients really identify, because I make sure that they don't leave any money on the table, is there's a lot of research behind it. But the primary meat or focus of it, or where we get that information, is, reaching out to people in the industry that are two to three levels above. And mm. specifically, if they worked at the company that you're interested in applying for. People will not tell you what they're making, or at least most people. But if you reach out to someone that 10 years ago, or maybe you know 15 years ago, used to be in that project manager role, mm. as an example, they'll say, oh yeah, I remember when I was a project manager, this is how much I used to make, because it doesn't reflect how, how much you're making now. Mm. So they're more likely to tell you the truth. Or they'll say, you know what, probably cha- things have changed since I was a project manager, but I know what my team makes. And I usually pay them anywhere between eighty to 90000 Because of the company, we give them a 20% bonus based on their performance. And because we're a private company, we give them around an fa- average of 50 shares. And right now, it's currently valued at $120. Now we know exactly what to ask for.
2: Beautiful. So now you ha- you're armed with this information.
12: How do I...
2: Sit down with my boss and ask for the money. Is it by letter? Is it face to face? Mm. Is it at the quarterly review? When do you breach the conversation of,
12: hey, motherfucker, pay up? I will admit, it's easier to negotiate when you're applying for a job because that's when you have the biggest leverage. Um, And it's also about how you brand and position and prepare for the interview. Most people prepare two to three days before the interview, and that's it. They look at the company website, quick Google search. Maybe they'll look at the people on LinkedIn. When I work with clients, they've already been prepping for three to four weeks that no other candidate can stand a chance against my clients. They know exactly where their pain points are, where they're looking to achieve in the next three, six, 12 months. They know where are their challenges currently. Is this a new role or not? And then how my clients can position themselves as to be you know, the person that's going to be able to resolve those issues. I always say, like, I make sure my clients are the Michael Jordan throughout the interview process. You never offer the (laughs) same salary to Michael Jordan than a rookie coming out of college. You're telling your age, Claudia, with that Michael. (laughs) 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 But I mean, just overall, like, I want to position you as an 18 player so that way you get those salaries that are aligned with that. It's all about value and positioning. And my clients tend to get either the high end of that salary range or above it. So I had a client who was making ninety-two thousand. They told her this job only pays up to one thirty. She got offered one thirty-eight plus commission, plus um, the bonus, plus stock options that ended up being over, you know, at that point sixty to seventy thousand dollars in salary increases. Because we knew exactly what to say and how to position them to be and for her to be the first and top candidate for this role.
2: Now, that's easy when we're talking about coming in the gate, but let's say you're in that three to four year mile marker at an existing employer. What advice would you have to people that now want to come back and get that 15 to 20 percent bump that they feel that they're owed? How do you do that in a way that doesn't jeopardize or is it automatically understood that you're jeopardizing your employment by even asking for a raise when you're already with that company? How should those people navigate a pay raise?
12: Yeah. So one really quick note is if you've been in the same role for three to four years and it's not a manager or director or something above, you should already be looking for the next position. You should only be in your role as a sole contributor for two to three years maximum. Now, to answer your question. Yeah. So it's a good rule of thumb. But if you are looking to negotiate your salary, then you need to start building a business case. You need to prepare at least a few weeks. So if you have your performance review in three days, you can get something, but it's not going to be the amount of, that you're looking for. So you want to prepare to understand what did you do the past 12 months? What were some of the projects that you did? Did you come across challenges? What was the output? Like, what was the pain point before and what did it looked like afterwards where you were part of that project or process? And then understand of, you know, what are they looking to do in the next three to six months?
2: Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh Please tell the people where can they find you on the wonderful, wonderful Al Gore internet? They can
12: find me at claudiatmiller.com. So T as in town, claudiatmiller.com.
2: The podcast is Roadmap to the Executive Suite, Claudia T. Miller. Thank you for coming on. Scam of the Week, and um, I will be applying some of your um, how to ask for a pay raise ideas. Make sure that I don't get fired in the process by Trevor Noah. All right. Thank I guess it's not Trevor. Thank Fine. you
12: Jacqueline and Roy.
3: Thank you All Claudia. Thank you.
2: Have a good one.
3: I almost got really personal with her. I was going to ask her what does her husband do because that ring was huge. That was like three, four carats.
2: Maybe <laughs> I need to be a relationship coach and get some money like that. That's the show. Thank you to everybody who called in. Royce Fair is a production of South Park in Princeton. I Heart Media and Comedy Central. Jacqueline, you are the white blood sales to keep the bullshit out of the show. As always, uh, thank you to you.
3: Thank you for Virginia. And where can we see you on stage soon, sir? Oh, shit.
2: Where am I going to be this week? Providence, Rhode Island. You will see me at the Comedy Connection, and next month I'll be in Philadelphia. Uh, RoywoodJr.com for all of those performance dates. Uh, big, big thank you as well uh, to the homie Terry Champion. Terry yes. Champion. Terry Champion. The Brown Print is the podcast. Naked, it's her podcast. she got a lot of stuff going on out there. Uh, that's it. We did it.
3: As always.
2: Don't go asking me for no pay raise now because I know all the tricks.
3: I already know what my points are. I know what I've worked on. You've had 10 episodes of this podcast. All
5: right, we're done. We're
3: done.
5: (laughs) We're done.
4: This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.